Hi, Nova Real Producers. It's Kristen Brindley, your publisher, and I'm here with the wonderful Todd Petey. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. He's a, a uh, preferred partner and was our spotlight for our March edition, so check out his partner spotlight. And the April one just dropped as well, so check that out. And Todd, you know, tell us your story. Like, you have been in the industry, let's see, seven and a half years, you said? Yep. Seven and a half years. And uh, tell us about President's Club since you started, and um, you know if you always thought that you'd be a lender. Uh, yeah, when I first started, um, I made Rookie of the Year for the first time uh, for any loan officer uh, that was a rookie at First Home Mortgage, so it was pretty exciting. Um, and then I've made the Leaders Club every year thereafter, uh, so I hope to keep that going. Uh, see why I, I shouldn't. Um, but when I started as a, a loan officer, I mean, I, I never thought I'd be a loan officer. I did landscaping for seven years before I did this, but I actually moved to Maryland just to work for my uncle's landscape company uh, when I moved here from Buffalo 13 years ago. Um, but, you know, I have an econ background uh, or econ degree, so, you know, the, the lending side of things makes more sense in the grand scheme of things when I look back, you know, 30 years from now the weird part of my career will be the seven years of landscaping and not the seven years of lending. <laughs> so. That makes sense. <laughs> um, we don't always end up where we think we're going to, that's right. Definitely not. Um, well, tell us a little bit of a step-by-step -step process of how you um, have gotten where you are and exactly like how you started. So, I started really by uh, going to open houses and things like that. When I first started as a, a loan officer, I had this big grand plan that I was going to call 25 realtors a day, and that was going to be 125 calls a week, and I was going <laughs> to set all these appointments, and I, you know it was all just going to work perfectly. And then after like my first 10 phone calls, it was the worst 10 phone calls ever. You know, most people they don't answer, they don't recognize the number, or they. I get their voicemail or they do pick up and I'm totally interrupting them and they don't know what to say I don't know what to say especially as a new loan officer so it was just really awkward so I scrapped all that and was like I, okay I gotta find something better I work better face to face so what I did was I started going to open houses to meet realtors that was the best way that I could figure out to go get in front of realtors um, especially when you go to real estate offices, there's a lot of gatekeepers there for good reason. Um, realtors are out there working hard and in their office trying to get things done and they don't want 50 uh, different vendors coming through or partners coming through and, and bothering them every time they're trying to get something done. That makes total sense. So then you, you started out doing open houses. How has it evolved from there? Like, What do you do now? So. I started as open houses, but the open houses were really kind of a, a bridge for me. Um, I am very much relationship-based, so even when I was going to open houses, I was doing a lot of research on the agents beforehand to try and understand what type of person they were, what they liked, um, what they spent time doing, um, so that way it was somebody that I could get along with. For me, I. I think, uh, and I'm a firm believer of, we spend too much time working to not enjoy the company of the people that we work with. So, you know, I could say just about everybody that I work with is a friend of mine, and I would gladly go 
you know, do any any social event with for, for the most part. You know, go grab a drink, go have lunch, just get together and catch up. Um, it's nice to be able to work with people like that, whereas, you know, a lot of jobs, you don't get that lucky. I know when I did landscaping, I, <laughs> I did not get to choose who I got to work with. So um, now, you know, I've used those relationships to create new relationships. Um, I would use them to go, uh, that doesn't sound good, right? (laughs) So, so it sounds like relationships and building relationships, um, is a major platform for you. Like what, um, how has that evolved? Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how you, you work now with your relationships? Uh, sure. So for me, the relationships are everything. So I take those relationships and build off of those you know one agent knows another agent they would introduce me to other agents they would introduce me to brokers in their office they would help me set up uh, sponsorships I do a lot of lunch sponsorships for like training events and things like that just to be around other real estate professionals so I you know I'm a firm believer of just be around be helpful be fun to be around be nice um you know, those are the things that, that are going to help create more business for yourself, but it's also going to help create business for other people because as you network and if you're really good at what you do, um, they're establishing their network by helping to get to know you and the people that you know as well. So I feel like it's, it's a two-way street and the better you are at just going out there meeting people and being good at what you do, business will come for everybody that, that's around you. I think that's great. You, it seems like you have like you know an attitude of gratitude. Tell us, tell us about your your day to day a little bit. Um, what does a, a typical day in the life of, of Todd PD look like? I know you're a busy guy, so thanks for being with us. Yeah, tell us about it. Um, so I get up really early. I started getting up at four thirty, which I absolutely love. Uh, I think it drives my wife crazy, but um, <laughs> especially uh, even when I'm still wired at ten o'clock at night and she's ready for bed. But um, you know, I start really early in the morning, and usually it's I'm up, I'm doing stuff around the house, you know, like little chores and stuff like that. I take care of my dogs, get them walked. I usually do about an hour's worth of work, um, and I, then I'll kind of float around and read articles and get my my junk stuff or my junk reading out of the way um, early in the morning. But then uh, 6:30 comes, and I'm getting my kids up, helping get them ready for school. Um, so usually by the time I hit 9.30, I'm at the office right around 9.30. But I've already been to the gym for an hour. I've done all the stuff that everybody tries to cram in throughout the rest of their day. And is trying to figure out if they have enough time to do it or they end up skipping some of it. Um, I try to get all that stuff done first thing in the morning. So by the time I get to the office, I have nothing to do but the work that's in front of me. That sounds like a very good habit to be in. So Todd, please tell us about um, a success habit or secret weapon that you feel has really helped you be successful. Um, I think for me, it's really about preparation, um, preparing the client, making sure that I'm prepared for the client. Um, you know, some of the agents that I work with now, that has been a big thing for them. We all know that, you know, they know that the deal is going to go through if I wrote the pre-approval letter but they also know that there's bumps along the way. And for me, it's making sure that 
any of the bumps along the way we probably knew about already or we had an idea that they might come up so knowing how to prepare your client like hey if we're gonna if this is gonna happen then this is how we'll deal with it if this happens then we'll deal with it this way um, you know those are the things that I think make a buyer experience that much better and that much more enjoyable for them um, because when there's no surprises or if the surprises come up and they already have a solution and how to deal with it it makes everybody's life easier and makes their life more enjoyable um, and for me you know, all this stuff. I mean, what's the secret sauce for anybody, right? Just have a good time in what you're doing, you know, and enjoy it. And the, the buyer's job is to enjoy it. It's exciting, they're buying a house. Like, that should be fun. It shouldn't be me calling them the day before closing, telling me to give, you know, give me your bank statement because we can't get your loan approved yet, you know, without it. And I feel like those are the things that really kill a client experience and prevent uh, future business you know, whether it be with the the agent and or just the lender, it's I don't know, be fun. Absolutely. Uh, uh, tell us about like your next one to five years. Um, what is what does that plan look like, and how are you going to get there? So I've already started on that plan. Uh, you and I have talked about that. Um, I want to hire a full time marketing person. And that marketing person, their job is going to be to do all the things for me that I'm really no good at. Um, <laughs> things like social media and being able to do, um, you know, buyer seminars and move up buyer seminars. Like, I can create the content. I can be the one that presents it and, and does it all. But I'm not good at the pushing out the event. I'm not good at designing all the stuff um, and, and making it look like a marketing package should. Um, they're also gonna be able to do things like, you know, they're gonna be able to market in ways that I can't even think of, right? <laughs> like my, my box is limited to what I know about marketing and I don't have time to go learn how to be a marketing person. So I want that person to, to, push, to push the envelope for me so, and do things that I'm not thinking about and they're gonna come to me with ideas and how to assist my realtor partners like how can we do things that partner up with each other um, that benefit them as well as myself? So, you know, those are the things that I think a marketing person can do, and that will help generate more business, which will help me grow my team. Um, no, that's that's great. That sounds like the uh, like the eighty twenty rule. Like you're making sure that you know twenty percent or eighty percent of the time you are doing your twenty percent, like that you should be doing, um, as opposed to having other people do. You know, it's great. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's the hope. <laughs> um, do you have any tips for working with lenders, like say language on, on contracts and things? Do you have any tips? Um, so I know as things get you know more and more competitive, um, you start to see offers that are like pre-underwritten, right, as opposed to a pre-approval. And you know the big question becomes: Is a pre-underwritten letter? for a buyer who's putting in an offer any better than a pre-approval. Um, and I would say it's not any better, especially if that pre-approval is written by a really great lender. So for us, you know, my job as a great loan officer is to be better than the underwriter. I have to be able to submit a loan package that I know is gonna go to a loan, okay? Whereas a pre-underwrite is kind of, give me some stuff and I'll have the underwriter look at it and they'll tell us that you're fine as long as you give us these 25 items 
And the reality is 15 of those items have something that could lead to additional items or additional problems that they haven't investigated yet. So for me, I need to make sure that all those items have been addressed already and we make the process as simple and seamless as possible because that's how you make it an enjoyable process too for your clients. You know, we're, by the time they're under contract, now they have the home inspection, they're trying to pack up their house, schedule movers, change utilities, get me documentation. If I'm going to them with 50 items that I need as opposed to 15 and I could have gotten the other 35 back when they did the pre-approval and they had all that time, um, you know, that, that doesn't, doesn't make for a good experience and I don't look at the offer as being any better um, when a seller is comparing those two. Um, now, if it's against somebody you might not know or doesn't maybe have a great reputation or something like that, then I could see that being a, a little bit better, but. That makes sense. Um, where do you see like the future of real estate going and do you have any uh, tips or, or pieces of advice for realtors working um, uh, with lenders? Um, you know, as far as the future of real estate, I think we all expect real estate to continue to do really, really well, uh, especially as inventory is really tight. And in this area, it, you know, we all, we all feel the crunch with multiple offers and, and things like that. Um, I think shortening contingencies and, and closing dates, we're doing a lot of that. We see a lot of it. We'll do seven-day appraisal, seven-day finance contingency, and a 14-day closing. So we'll do that in order to win some deals. and. You know, it's honestly, it's not that terribly hard to do um, as long as everybody's everybody's prepared for it and the expectation has been set at the very beginning of, okay, if you're going to do that, this is what I need you to do and I need you to follow, you know, follow these dates and follow the rules and we'll make sure that happens for you. Um, you know, but real estate in itself, I think the market is strong. We all know it is. There's lots of buyers out there um, and hopefully we get some more sellers so that way those buyers have houses to buy. Amen. All right, well, you heard it here at Nova Real Producers. Um, thank you so much, Tad Petey, for being with us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Have a good day, everybody.